to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. If you're just tuning in right now, I just want to encourage you just to share um, this uh, feed, this broadcast. Uh, share it on Facebook, um, share it on YouTube, wherever you're watching from. Uh, I want to encourage you to connect with us on our Bulldozer Faith page on Facebook. That's the page we want you to share, the one that's on Bulldozer Faith. Uh, feel free to start watch party as well as we spend a little bit of time in the scriptures right now as we press in. What an awesome blessing it is to lift up the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. So I see we've got some people starting to come in now. Thank you, Father, and welcome. Uh, it is great to have you join us. I'm just going back here to this view here so I can see uh, the comments coming up. We've got uh, Melinda. Yeah, Melinda, thanks for telling me there was no audio. Um, it was you sharing that that helped me realize what was going on there. So that's a blessing. Hallelujah. Um, so, hallelujah. What are we going to do today? We're going to press in. I've got some great news to share with you. I've been on the phones uh, most of the day. In fact, I've, I've really been doing a lot of research and communicating with people over these past few weeks, just dealing with the crisis that is going on, uh, domestic violence in Israel, and what can we do to uh, bring the love of Yeshua into this area where people are in a desperate state, needing help. And the reality is people need the Messiah. They need Yeshua. We've been talking with uh, different channels with regard to the best way to set, set things up and how we can minister to the brokenhearted. How can we provide uh, a, a place of refuge, a shelter in the midst of the storm? And um, we have finally got to that place today with all the communications and things that we have been going through and we have arrived at the place where we've said okay we are setting our face like a flint this is the direction we are going to go in and we've worked out the plan on how we're going to do this we don't want to work with organizations that will require us to compromise our faith because the very reason we are doing it is to let the love of Yeshua shine in the land of Israel. Hallelujah. It's time to bring the gospel of the kingdom to the brokenhearted. You know, I love what Yeshua said. It's not the sick who need a doctor. It's not the sick that Yeshua, uh, you know, it's not the, the, the healthy that Yeshua came for, but he came for the sick. He came for those that were in a place of pain. If some of you are on our Facebook page, you would see that uh, we have posted the link to our Against Domestic Violence. Uh, it's on our Facebook. It's also... Uh, on our website, bulldozerfaith.com. And I just want to encourage you, please stand with us and share this. Uh, we are at day six in the count of the Omars. We're counting down to the outpouring of the Spirit. And my goal is how quickly can we get our center up and running and ministering to the brokenhearted that are facing domestic violence. And we know it's happening between men and woman, but our focus is going to be uh, on supporting our housing woman. But it doesn't mean we won't be there to support men, but we won't be able to house 
men because we can't have them mixed within uh, our properties. So anyway, our focus is to to reach out. And I want to ask you, you know, we talked about this last night, standing in the gap and let's pray over this. And uh, as a family, we have pressed in and prayed over this. And we really believe that this is the time. This is what the Father is doing. We want to release what? Living water. We want the living water of Messiah to bring transformation right here in Kasaria, Israel. May this be a safe haven to help so many people. Hallelujah. We've got nine-bedroom property ready. <laughs> you know, we've got we've got some changes to do. We've got things we've got to get in place. We've got to get our stocks uh, put together. We've got to have food. We've got to get provisions and everything we need so that as uh, these... Uh, um, uh, uh, ladies and, and, and children come to our center that we will be equipped to bring them in. So we're asking you to stand with us, get behind this initiative because we're going to be pushing very uh, rapidly to get things up and running. Uh, there's stuff we have to purchase and things we have to get ready. We're also working with the Mercianic community here in Israel, communicating with leaders across the country Uh, so that people know what we are doing. Pray for us right now. We're just asking for that, uh, uh, for the volunteers and the people that we need that speak Hebrew and Russian uh, so that we can communicate on a better level. I can't wait to see what the Father's going to do as we reach out and minister. Uh, Hi to Russell there in the UK. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Sonoman as well. Shalom. Welcome. It is good to have you with us as well. So, like I said, it's Shabbat. What does it say in John chapter 4, verse 14? But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst again, but the water that I give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Hallelujah. And this is what we are called to do. Stand in the gap and bring salvation and deliverance to those in need. Thank you, Father. So we just lift up the name of Yeshua. We say it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the Ruach HaKodesh. It's by the Holy Spirit. So yes, we are going to press in an intercessory prayer tonight and stand in the gap. We've got good news in the midst of this crisis here in Israel amongst all of the the bad news that's going on around us. We have topped over 150 people have passed away in the land of Israel, but but Israel believes they have a solution uh, for breakthrough to get our economy back up and running, and they are saying that decisions will be made at the end of Shabbat tomorrow night, and hopefully we will start to see the unlocking of our economy as quickly as Sunday. Hallelujah. And this is what we are praying for, a release so that we can start functioning and ministering and reaching out to the brokenhearted. And every time we face difficulty and we come to the place of crisis, it gives us an opportunity to see things through different eyes. And what I love about, you know, when we're in these places is that it gives us time to really press in. Well, well, Father, how, how are you going to work for me in the midst of these challenges? You can't do business as usual. You can't function as usual. But Father, how can you use me? How can you use the, the, the materials that we have and, and the facilities that we have to bring your kingdom to this generation? 
And uh, as we've been pressing in, we're listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. If you watched last night, what were we talking about? We're talking about the voice of the Spirit hearing the voice of the Spirit and the impact that it has on our life. The reason I was sharing the stories I shared last night, uh, just on how the Holy Spirit had been speaking to me and and how we learn to walk in the voice of the Spirit. Welcome, Barbara, there in Philly. Good to have you with us tonight. Hallelujah. (laughs) Not tonight for you guys. It's lunchtime. Amen. But, um, you know, the purpose of sharing these testimonies is that we want to involve the Ruach HaKodesh in every aspect of our life. We need the Holy Spirit functioning in every aspect of our life. He will guide us. He will protect us. It's how we walk and and grow into the things of the Spirit so we can be obedient. We can respond to the call of God if we know His voice. If we don't know His voice, we can come to that place where it's very difficult to maneuver Because last night we hit on the key factor, which was this, unbelief. And even as someone who has walked in the Spirit my whole life and who spends the majority of my time seeking first the kingdom and pressing into the Scriptures on a daily basis, I want my life to be a reflection of the glory of Yehovah in everything that I do, in everything that I apply my life to. I want His name to be glorified. Hallelujah. So how do we apply the ability to recognize and discern what the Holy Spirit is saying to us so that we can apply it to our businesses, so we can apply it to our families, we can apply it to our destiny, our calling, what has the Father called us to do, you know, from a daily basis. You know, I'll I'll never forget the times when I'm driving down the road. You know, there's only two times that I have had, you know, like a brain freeze, you know, from driving left-hand drive, right-hand drive. You know, all those who know the UK, they drive on what the Americans call the wrong side, what the Brits call the right side. Is it the right side? Yeah, the right side or the left. Where do we drive? Left-hand drive, whatever. I can't work it out. Lost it right now. But anyway, there was two times in the UK. Well, one time in the UK and one time in America I was driving down the wrong side of the road. One time I got back from L.A. and I was in the U.K. and I was visiting my parents in Bromley and Kent. And uh, I got into my truck and I'm driving back to Potter's Bar in North London where I was staying that night. And I just get in the car. I drive out the drive and I'm in a right-hand drive truck. And what do I do? I'm on the wrong side of the road and I'm just driving and I'm... You know, it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm a little tired, but, you know, I just praising the Father, just driving along the road. And normally, you know, in Bromley, Kent, even at early hours of the morning, it's like rush hour. You know, the traffic in London never stops. And there I am driving along the road for about a mile, and there's no cars on the road at all. Then I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say very clearly and very strongly, You're on the wrong side of the road. Get on the other side. (laughs) You know, like, a warning. Get on the other side now. And instantly I realize I'm on the wrong side of the road. And guess what? I'm in a corner and I move off to the the proper side of the road. And as soon as I did that, a car comes flying around the corner. I would have had a head-on collision if it wasn't for hearing 
the voice of the Spirit. And praise Yehovah, what I love about serving God, even when we make mistakes. This might not be intentional mistakes, but if you're going down the wrong way, even if you've got it wrong, it's in those moments that we can be rescued by the voice of the Spirit. So how important is it for us to hear His voice? It is vital to our salvation and deliverance and our protection and our safety. We need to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It could save your life. You know, my wife got a clear word from the Holy Spirit once when I was at Alwyn Pereira's house in London years ago. Um, and uh, we're just having a barbecue and she gets this chicken. She's like, oh, you know, that's not cooked. I'm not having that. And she says, oh, no, I just don't think this is right. I'm, I'm not going to eat this chicken. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I take the chicken off or I eat it. And guess what? I get salmonella poisoning for six weeks. <laughs> but my wife's health is okay. She is protected. And sometimes we go through these situations where we're challenged. Are we hearing the voice? Are we doing what he's saying to do? Are we getting things right? You know, I've had salmonella poisoning two times. The other time was when I was with a friend of mine, Farn, uh, from Washington, D.C., uh, and we were in, uh, in Jerusalem. And, you know, we didn't know about keeping Sabbath on Shabbat. And here we are in the hotel. Of course, you've got the elevators going up and down, stopping on every floor and you know, there's nothing to eat. So we're like, oh man, you know, we, we don't really know about keeping the Shabbat this time. You know, we follow Sunday. This is back in the day, years ago, uh, probably 18 years ago. So me and Farm, we get out there and get in an Arab taxi and get over to an Arab section during the second intifada. And we end up in this uh, Arab restaurant. And I'm telling you what, they put all sorts of concoctions into our food to poison us. And then the Holy Spirit did speak to us when we were there and said, get out of here, your lives are in danger. And, you know, it was a very threatening situation and we had to get out of there. You know, we just put the money on the table. You know, we, we, we didn't finish our meal because things were getting very aggressive within this restaurant. Man, they had uh, shrines to suicide bombers and all sorts of crazy stuff in this restaurant. And the Holy Spirit says, get up, get out. Because when we went into the restaurant, there was no one there. And then all of a sudden, all these people were coming into the restaurant. And, and we certainly looked like a couple of tourists and farm. And he's got his big Texan hat on, you know, spot the American, you know, six foot six. And <laughs> with his big belt bottle and blue jeans and his, his cowboy hat, you know, spot the American. It's like, OK, let's get out of here. So we had to literally run out of there and uh, finally run down and find a taxi and get back to the old city uh, to the hotel that we were staying in. But, you know, still, I got home after that, and I got salmonella. You know, Farn, he got to Canada and had to get off the flight and check into a hotel. He was so sick. Uh, I managed to get home to the UK. I was so sick. But knowing the voice of the Spirit is important. Welcome, Esther, in Australia. Good to have you with us. We've got Keith joining us from Liverpool. Welcome, uh, who else have we got in here? We've got Lola. Welcome. Shabbat Shalom. Great to have you there. Uh, if I've missed you out, uh, sorry about that. But uh, it's great that we are joining together. Hallelujah. We've got uh, Marcella. Uh, uh, welcome. Good to have you here. Shalom. Shalom. 
Yeah, it is awesome that we can fellowship. Yes, praise Yahovah. So we're talking about the voice of the Spirit being led by the Spirit. The times we make mistakes, the times that we don't heed to His voice, it costs us. And the times we do heed to His voice, you know, we see the blessing. Hallelujah. The other time I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, driving, and I come through roadworks, and the roadworks took me on the other side of the road. And, you know, when I came out the roadworks, I just forgot to go back onto the correct side of the road. So I'm just driving along, and I'm praising. Then I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, get on the other side, you're on the wrong side of the road. Boom, all of a sudden I've got this wake up, I move to the other side, and here comes this 18-wheeler truck, whoosh. I'm like, goodness me, if I had met that truck, me and him would, you know, I would have lost, you know. Uh, (laughs) But thank you, Father, he will protect us. So I want to encourage you, the importance on the guidance of the Spirit pressing in to what the Ruach HaKodesh is saying. Hi, we've got Darcy coming in from New Jersey. Welcome. Good to, good to have you with us. Yes, guess what? We can have challah bread. That's right, Solomon. Excellent. Yeah, we've got our spelt bread ready for our Shabbat meal in about 40 minutes. Praise Yahovah. It is awesome. So we're talking about unbelief. Are we going to listen to the word of Yahovah? Are we going to walk in his ways? And I really want to encourage you, share yesterday's message as we dealt with this, because it really is a crisis in the body of Messiah on how we respond to the voice of the Spirit. It's a crisis. Um, you know, we've got to get past the stage of being confused over what the Spirit is saying. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know, in times of over the things that we're doing right now uh, with with dealing with, you know, providing a solution of the spirit against domestic violence. You know, it's not just something we jump into in five seconds. We listen to what the Ruach HaKodesh is saying, the Holy Spirit. Then we're asking them, guide our steps. Okay, you want us to do this. This is a big jump of faith. It's different from what we've normally been doing in the land. But we are here to respond to the Holy Spirit over what the Father is saying. So we want to be responsive to you, Father. Show us how to do this. Show us the steps that we have to take. We need to pray and intercede over these things. And thank you to everyone that's been standing in the gap for us because now, as of today, we're setting our face like a flint. We are on mission to bring in the first uh, people that are suffering, uh, you know, these precious people that need the love of Yeshua, that are facing trauma within their households right now. Father, we want to be the answer. Will you rescue people out of darkness? Hallelujah. So if you haven't caught, if you just uh, signed in right now, just joining us, we are uh, turning our ministry center into a center to reach out to those dealing or suffering in domestic violence. We're going to provide a property of shelter, a safe haven. And, you know, this is a crisis moment right now. Every organization that I've been speaking with, from secular organizations to believers that have been walking in supporting those uh, suffering in domestic violence for, for decades, you know, there's such a need 
And there's such a need for the body of Messiah to rise up and be the solution. This is what we're called to do. Reach out to the brokenhearted. Rescue. How are we dealing with orphans? How are we dealing with widows? How are we dealing with those that are suffering within our communities? These are the people that the Father wants us to reach out to. So, I'm, you know, tonight, our focus for Shabbat, I'm saying, listen, Share on Facebook. Go on Build Those of Faith Facebook page and see our link that we have uh, for uh, this uh, fight against domestic violence. And I just want to encourage you, share it on your page. Call people up. Speak to them. Send them private messages and say, listen, will you stand with Bulldoze of Faith in the land of Israel so that we can uh, start ministering to the brokenhearted, so we can start reaching out? We do have to raise the resources to do this because we are not going to get government support uh, to do this because we cannot be shackled with the message. We've got to minister the love of Yeshua. We have to do this independently. We need partners to be able to accomplish this. And I have confidence in Yahovah that where there is vision, there will be provision. And I know that the Father is speaking to us. I know that he is giving us his word. And what are we doing? We are walking out what he is calling us to do. And all the ministries that we are speaking with and communicating with today, you would not believe how excited they are that we are doing this, that we have a facility that we can use uh, to minister in this way. And I believe that Messianic fellowships throughout Israel will also be, be, be those who will connect with people in need and then will connect with social workers within the community. And we will share with the social workers. Listen, we minister uh, from a messianic perspective, the love of Yeshua. And they might not uh, call you up right away. They might look for things within the welfare system at the beginning. But listen, when they get to the place of desperation and they've got nowhere to house people that are in need, those social workers I know are going to start calling us up. And this is what I've heard has been the experience of other believing organizations that minister in the land of Israel. This is how they do it. They connect with these social workers. They, they befriend them. They spend time with them so that they know that we are here. And this is what we're going to move into. We're going to move into a whole dimension of how do we connect with the right people to minister to the brokenhearted. And then we can communicate with them. We can share with them what type of facility we have. Do you want to come to this facility? And um, that's why we're praying for our volunteers to speak Hebrew and Russian. We want Russian and Hebrew speakers uh, initially uh, as we launch this project. So hallelujah. Uh, great to see you, Sandy. And Iowa, excellent. Hallelujah. We've got Darcy. Oh, yeah, we've got said Darcy in New Jersey. Excellent. Thanks for joining with us. Okay, so let's just get into the Word, but I want us to keep in that prayerful mindset tonight um, because I'm believing that we can see all the resources that we need come in so fast. I'm believing for such an outpouring, you know, you know, just, just a, an avalanche of supernatural blessings so we can get these things 
up and running within the next 7 to 14 days. That's the timeline. So I'm asking you, come on, stand together and let's press in and pray uh, for this uh, to come to pass. We've already had a few people that are giving already. They're already uh, uh, tagging their money towards this center uh, to reach out to those that uh, are suffering in domestic violence. And this is the time. Let's rise up um, and, and stand in his word and in his promises, and let's see his kingdom come. I'm going to read from a couple of uh, Psalms tonight of encouragement. Psalm 27, uh, which we have on our image uh, for what we're doing in the crisis of domestic violence. And it says this, Psalm 27, verse 1. We're just going to read this chapter and be encouraged in the word. When we come together, what's our focus? Is to be edified. We're having time in devotion. We want to be devoted to you, Yahovah. Welcome, Vicky from Texas. Great to have you join us. Hallelujah. We want to spend time in devotion to seek his face. It's not just about bringing our needs, but saying, Father, what are you calling us to do? What can we do together? What are you speaking into my heart concerning the kingdom for such a time as this? What's the Father calling us to do? Psalm 27, it says, Yehovah is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? During this corona outbreak, what are we doing? We're coming against the spirit of fear. If you spend all your time watching the media, goodness me, you'll be filled with so much fear. But we want to spend our time in the scriptures being edified and built up. Yehovah is my light. He's the one that I look to. You know, here I am in the studio. I've got these lights all around me. And with the lights shining, guess what? You can't really see what's happening out there because of the lights. And that's how it is in the presence of Yehovah. We are living in the light. We're not living in darkness. We are living in the light. I love the menorah at the temple. The menorah used to shine for 20 miles so that people could see the light from the temple. And here comes Yeshua. And and who is he? He is the menorah. But what is he saying? That, that he will shine his light in and through our lives. Hallelujah. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine for the King of Kings today. So Yehovah is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, I'm not going to fear anything. Why? Because I can't see any of that stuff. I'm so focused on who he is. And I know that if God be for me, who can be against me? So I don't need to focus on the negative. I don't need to spend all my time looking at how many people are dying. Even though, Father, we intercede, we recognize that there is tragedy hitting so many families. And, Father, we stand in the gap today for those who are brokenhearted. And even when it comes to funerals and the celebration of life, they can't celebrate the lives of their loved ones the way way they want to because they're restricted on how many people get to go to the funeral. But in the midst of all of this, we will build our confidence in him so that those who are brokenhearted will see the light and they will want to come into the light. Come, if, if you're suffering, if you're mourning, if you're in bereavement, if you're, if you're in ill health right now and you, you're being challenged with the coronavirus or, or other health issues, because just remember, there's still other health issues going on in the world. 
People are still fighting cancer. People are still uh, dealing with migraine headaches. People are still dealing with all sorts of uh, problems within their bodies. And we just want to proclaim that by his stripes we are healed. We release the healing power of Yeshua over our lives. We are called to do what? Go into the world. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Make disciples. Hallelujah. We're called to minister. So, Father, we stand in line with your word. We stand in the light of our salvation. Yehovah, we lift up your name. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What did we talk about last Shabbat? We talked about uh, dependence. That when that we come back and we just lay it all back in Shabbat, why? Because we trust you, Yehovah, that you have our back, that you are going to take care of us. We're not going to take on, uh, you know, the stress of this world as we walk into the Sabbath. We trust you. What crisis are you facing right now? Let's come to the place of trust. We trust in you, Yehovah. We trust you. Hallelujah. Why? Because Yehovah, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Hallelujah. You know, I, I used to love climbing the mountains in Scotland, and you'd be up those mountains, and we get gale force wind in Scotland. I know in some nations you get hurricanes and tornadoes and things like that. We don't really get much of that in Scotland, but we get these gale force winds. And there was one time I was walking, it must have been like gale force eight. I don't know how fast that is, but, you know, we used to buy our tents for camp and, you know, you'd based on what the gale force, what it could stand, you know, what winds could come against that tent. That's how you, you graded what tents you bought when we'd go hill walking and camping uh, and walking the mountains in Scotland. But one day I'm up this hill and, uh, you know, I'm up this, you know, mountain thing and it is in gale force. It's like seven or eight. And the the winds were so strong, it almost felt like it was going to blow you off the mountain and you had to get so close to the mountain in the midst of the storm. And who is the Lord? He is our stronghold. He's the stronghold of our life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He's the stronghold. Press into him. And, you know, as I'm pressing into the mountain in the midst of the storm, it just reminded me of how powerful the rock of Yeshua is within my life. It doesn't matter what I face. It doesn't matter what's coming against me. Yeshua, you are my rock. You are my safety. And here we see in Psalm 27, the Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When you are pressing in, when those gale force winds, you would press into the mountain, into the rocks where your face is literally against the, the, the rocks on that mountain. So you're not getting blown off the hill and you felt safe in that place as the gusts of wind and the gale force winds were coming against you hallelujah the lord is the stronghold of my life is that true for you today you know you know how does he become the stronghold in our life he becomes the stronghold in our life the more that we press into him look if you are born of the spirit you're born again but you're not pressing in to know him to walk with him to apply the manual to life getting this scripture deep within our hearts if we're not doing that you know the lord is not really going to be 
your stronghold of your life. You'll have other things that are the strongholds of your life, other things that you trust. You might be trusting in the economy, the ways of this world. You might be trusting in your spouse. You might be trusting in your your dad, your mother, or whoever. But in the midst of it, the Father is saying, how, how, do, how do I become your stronghold? I become your stronghold when you pursue me, when you press into me, when you do what? Apply my promises to your life. So we have the promises, but if you don't take hold of the promises, if you don't apply the promises, then what do those promises mean to you? They're right there for you. You know, many times people come into the presence of God and the Father's like, I've got gifts. I've got, I've got things I want to lavish on you today. Yet we come in so consumed with everything that we're going through and, and what we need and, oh, God, and, oh, you know, wah, wah, wah. Here comes Eeyore walking into the presence of God. And then we walk out of the presence of God. All we've done is just dump on God all of our woes. We walk out, oh, yeah, you know, I feel a little better. But really, you know, you have not partake, partaken of the promises of God, what he has for you. And here is a promise for you that God is your stronghold. I want you to receive it right now because as we're going to minister to those uh, that are going through uh, abuse, those that are going through terrible times within their homes, a place that should be a safe haven, a place where you should be able to rest. Yet there's many people are in turmoil within the place where they have to sleep. They don't get proper sleep because of abuse because of uh, what they are facing in this corrupt world. And even in some believing homes, you know, this is not just about people who are in the world. There is believers that are suffering within their homes where they're in abusive situations. It's not just women that face abuse, you know. I've got a friend of mine uh, who I just spoke to last night, and, you know, he's just reminded me. You know, he's just come out of an abusive situation where his wife was so abusive to him to the highest degree, and then everyone just sort of were like, oh, well, you know, it must be the woman who's gone through the abuse, but yet he faced he he faced all the turmoil of this abuse. So it's not just women that go through it, it's men as well. How can we be there and support men as well as women? Well, this center we're going to open is going to be for the support of women who will live there, but we do want to be there and pray and stand in the gap for men as well. And maybe there's different ways and how we can source and help and minister to men going through tough times in the midst of this. Why are we taking in the woman? Because we're dealing with children as well. We're dealing with vulnerability. One thing we see with men is they have the ability to stand on their two feet. Look, I know they can go through it as well, but sometimes they're a little stronger than what women are uh, with their children in the midst of difficulty. But we do want to provide uh, support to the whole system. You know, let's see what the Father is going to do in the midst of this. Hallelujah. So we want to take the promises that God has for us. We want to walk in the promises. 
And you'll see later on within this chapter just how powerful the Word of God is and how much God wants to speak into your life. He wants to minister to you. He wants you to receive from Him and be strengthened in Him. Hallelujah. We worship you. Hallelujah. Verse 2, When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. You know, what is David going through in the midst of this psalm? He is facing abuse. He is facing attack. Listen, the devil wants to destroy you if you're male or female. He wants to break you down. He wants to take you down, take you out. We all go through this. That's why it is so easy to minister to the brokenhearted and those who are going through tough places. Why? Because the enemy is one wants to run from all of us yes and if we are strong enough to rise up and establish the strongholds of God within our lives we can reach out to help those in weak places and bring them into the fullness of who God is when evil men advance against me to devour my flesh when my enemies and my foes attack me <laughs> even believers you know look what David went through with Saul you know you know why why are Believers fighting against believers. Man, the devil is laughing if he can see us devouring ourselves. And this is what happens within the home of those that are facing abuse. It's believers as well as non-believers. And we want to be there to do what? Establish the promises of God to bring forth deliverance. Hallelujah. This is why we are in ministry, to reach out to the brokenhearted, to bring salvation, but not just salvation, to bring forth discipleship, enabling people to move to the next phase, to be transformed. Hallelujah. Verse 3, Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear the war break out against me even then i will be confident well never mind war breaking out against your nation i live in israel you know i've got the app on my phone watching missiles coming in you know i'm watching what's going on when missiles are coming in i see these things that are happening but you know where we are in Kasaria, we're not in Ashdod. You know, we're we're not in uh, in the areas that are under the biggest attack, um, Ashkelon and Ashdod and these these types of places where they are literally running. They've got ten, fifteen seconds to get their family gathered together and get into that bomb shelter because it is highly likely that they could be getting a missile raining down on top of their home their schools and their places uh, where they gather in the supermarkets and so they have a short window to get there but what does it say in this verse though an army besiege me my heart will not fear so we see an army and we see terrorists coming against the nation but you know even though that's happening it's not really affecting me personally right where i am but it's affecting the nation but what is david saying here the army is coming against me so <laughs> it's not just coming against a nation or a group of people or a community. Maybe a missile might come into my house, but maybe it'll hit next door. Maybe it'll hit five streets away. You know, we don't know, but we're all getting into the bomb shelter because we don't know what's going to happen. But what's David saying? The enemies 
are, are seeking, you know, the, the, the armies are doing what? They are seeking to come after against him personally. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. It doesn't matter what the enemy has against me. It doesn't matter what he throws against me. It doesn't matter what state the enemy can put me in, in retreat against the attack, I am going to stand in confidence in Yehovah. Praise the name of Yeshua. We lift up his name in the midst of the attacks of the enemy. So here we are. What are we in? We're in lockdown. We're in lockdown in our homes. And you know, we have got to get out of this lockdown state. We have got to get into the next phase where we are functioning how the Father has called us to function. Yes, we might have to uh, come aside right now. But, you know, look at the Spanish flu. What happened in the Spanish flu? You know, someone would get sick in the morning and go, Doctor, I'm sick. Uh, You know, and then two hours later, they're dead. And then by the end of the day, the entire family's dead. You know, you know, how fast? And the Spanish flu, that's how quick it was. We're seeing with this coronavirus, it is not on that scale. But we see the fear that's been released into the world is if we are dealing with the plague of all plagues. And is it really that bad? Yes, people are losing their lives and we stand in the gap. We don't take for granted just how dangerous this virus is. But today was the first day I got to go to the supermarket here in Israel and we're under uh, regulations. You have to have a mask on and, you know, you've got to have gloves on. So we wear, uh, you know, uh, uh, disposable gloves and a mask. And as I'm walking in the supermarket, firstly, I had to wait outside. Everyone's two meters apart outside. And when someone comes out, someone can go in. When someone comes out, someone can go in. So I'm waiting half an hour in the queue just to get in the door. And then when you're in the door, you know, it, you know, you see some people you recognize. Hi, how are you? You know, you got these masks on your face. But let me tell you something. It's like something out of the twilight zone. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel right that we're walking around. You know, I'm even queuing up trying to get the challah so we can have our 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 bread, you know, and uh, our spelt bread for uh, Shabbat. And in that place, you know, we've got to keep two meters standing in the queue, getting ready. And, you know, and then then you come up to pay for your, your produce and you've got to stand back. And I've never seen Israelis so well behaved in all my life, you know. (laughs) When we go into the supermarkets, you know, the cart, the shopping trolley, shopping cart, this is your weapon for protection. You know, Israelis use it to position where they want to go. If if you're in the queue uh, lining up, you know, to pay, all of a sudden here comes this cart and they're trying to push that cart in. They're trying to claim space with that cart. And then you've got to use your cart as a weapon against their cart to say, you are not coming in here. I'm in the queue. Half the time they leave their cart there and go off and still doing shopping. (laughs) So it's very aggressive. But today I'm in the store and everyone is so well behaved. It was something else, you know. You know, they're taking my temperature as I'm coming in the door, you know, against your forehead and all this stuff. 
you know, but it just didn't feel natural. It didn't feel natural. And Father, we just proclaim in Yeshua's name against the principalities. We speak supernatural release uh, against this virus. And we say to our uh, economies, our nations, to be released from the spirit of fear in this stronghold. Go in Yeshua's name. For we're going to walk in the spirit and bring transforming power by the Ruach HaKodesh. Hallelujah. It is time for his glory, his power to be revealed in this generation today. Hallelujah. Yep. I'm confident. I'm confident war can break out against us, but we are confident confident in who? We are confident in him because if God be for us, who can be against us? We are not going to be in fear. We are not going to be afraid. So we don't even need to sit down and worry about the whole list of what the plans of the enemy is against us. What do we have to do? We sit down and we look at all the promises that God has for us. Why is everyone reading Psalm 91 right now? Well, you weren't reading it three months ago every day. Now you're reading it every day. Why? We're saying, Father, I want to apply the promises of Yehovah, the promises of your word we apply to our lives today. So in the midst of it, let's be effective for the kingdom in a whole new dimension, in a whole new way. That's what I'm calling you to tonight. That's what I'm saying. Let's rise up and get to that place. Verse 4 of Psalm 27. Wow, it's taken us a long time getting through this psalm, but I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Verse 4, one thing I ask of Yehovah, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of Yehovah all the days of my life. To do what? To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Now he's moving into love language. Now he's moving into a whole new dimension. Do you desire to be in his presence? Well, I don't know what it is about you. Why have you just got to read your Bible all the time? Why have you got to be proclaiming it, meditating on it, <laughs> you know, memorizing it? Why have you got to do that all the time? Just calm down. Why don't you just read it five minutes a day and get on with your work? No. Why? Because we are in love with Messiah. He has set us free. He has forgiven us. He's taken away our sin. He's paid the price for us. I am so thankful for what God has done in my life. He has transformed me. He has brought me into the new. I'm a new creation. The old is gone and behold, all things are new. What do I want to do? One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of Yehovah all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Oh, I want to know you, God. I want to know you more. I want to be so effective in the word of Yehovah. I want the promises to be established on my life. So come on, let's take hold of the promises of God today. What are the promises that he's sent to you? For those who are on the chat, you know, just start proclaiming the promises. What's the scripture verse? Copy, paste it, drop it in the chat. Come on, let's work together on this. Do not fret when the wicked prosper. Hallelujah. That's what we're hearing on the chat. Come on, just speak on the chat. Get those scriptures. Where's the promises? Where's the gifts? What's the word you're standing on today? Share it on the chat to be an encouragement for others because that's what we seek to do. Hallelujah. We've got uh, uh, McLeod. 
uh, is in Migdal Oz. Hallelujah. Welcome. Thanks for joining us there on uh, YouTube. Yeah. We've got Rai joined. Shabbat Shalom. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us today. What I'm saying is start sharing on the chat the scriptures. We want to get hold of the promises of Yehovah so we can apply them to our lives. For what purpose? To be more effective for his kingdom. This is time we become vulnerable and get out there and minister how the Father has called us to minister. I want to seek him in his temple. Well, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He dwells within us. So we seek you, Father, in and through our lives. Verse 5. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. I want to encourage you over this scripture. Write it down. Proclaim this scripture. For in the day of trouble, yes, we are facing incredible times of trouble today. He will keep me safe. It's a promise. Hallelujah. He will keep me safe in his dwelling. Not in my dwelling, in his dwelling. So I come to you tonight, Yehovah. God, I come to you, to your dwelling. I pursue you. I thank you that you will keep me safe. I apply that promise to my life. Hallelujah. McLeod of Lewis. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course, it is not. You're in Scotland. Yes, in the island of Lewis. <laughs> Hallelujah. Terry. All right, Terry. McLeod. Okay, good to have you. Oh, you're in Garland, Texas. Okay, right. Hallelujah. Welcome. I know we've got some people that join us from the island of Lewis too. So uh, excellent. Thank you, Father. Yeah, so we worship you. So what we're saying tonight, this is the scripture that we have put, uh, you know, against domestic violence. This is the scripture that I am declaring. I'm releasing this word over all those in tough places right now. Father, we call on you right now. We know the people. We know that you know the people that you are going to draw to our center to receive healing, restoration, safety. Father, they're going to come to the center and receive promises from your word, promises from your presence. For in the day of trouble, Father, we, we call out and we intercede on behalf of those who are in dangerous situations right now under abuse. Father, we call on your name and we ask you, Father, use us to reach out a hand to rescue. May your hand reach out through us and bring people into deliverance. I want to ask you to take note of this scripture, even print out the image that we have, you know, put it on your refrigerator uh, or, or take a picture with your phone so when you're praying look at that image and say father we stand in the gap of those who are going through domestic abuse we pray for the children who are under attack at this time who are being abused and we ask you father to set them free at this time that we can be a safe haven that god you can be a safe haven, that you will keep me safe in your dwelling. We pray over the center next door right now that it will be a house of safety 
in Yeshua's name. Let it be a house, a pillar, a tower that, that people will run into, that will come into a, a, an understanding of who you are, that salvation will be in our property, in our ministry center tonight. Hallelujah. No weapon forged against us shall prosper. That's Esther and Isaiah 54, verse 7. Hallelujah. We take hold of the promises of God and we apply them to our life. No weapon forged against us will prosper. Start speaking it out. As we're sharing it today, as we're looking at the uh, um, the the comments, as we just proclaim together, hallelujah, we're working through this together. Amen. Verse 6. The, uh, then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. Father, you will bring our dignity back in you, that we are your children. We are called in accordance with your name. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. We shared this verse the other day. You know, I will sing and make music to the Lord. The rabbinics don't want you making music. You know, oh, no musical instruments in the in the, the shawl, in the synagogue. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. That's a rabbinic order. No, we're not going to stand for that. We want to make music. Right behind me, I've got instruments. Come on. Where are the musicians? Let's bring them into Casaria, and we have some incredible times of worship in here. Come on, musicians. Let's pick up these instruments. We've got guitars. We've got drums. We've got keyboards. You know, bass guitars. We've got stuff here to make a joyful noise unto Yehovah. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Hear my voice when I call you, O Yehovah. Be merciful to me and answer me. Oh, what do I love about this? You've got people who are broken. If any of you have heard the testimony of my wife, Haley, you know, when she was in a situation facing trial, she called out on the name of God. Not saved, unsaved, but called on the name of God and God met her. He rescued her. He brought her to a place where he made a mark within her life. It didn't bring her to salvation at that moment, but it made a mark on her life that she knew her life was spared. She knew her life was spared. Just like the children of Israel, when they were in slavery, the father is looking, saying, you know, what's going on? You know, I hear the distress of my people and I'm coming to answer them. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Hallelujah. We talked about the heart being soft, the heart of flesh, not the heart of stone. I just love that we get to spend time in the Word on a daily basis. Wow. Because what do we see every time? Every time we come to the Scripture, we see how things connect over and over. We see what the Father's doing each day. It is awesome. Hallelujah. It is awesome. Praise Yehovah. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn uh, your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O Elohim, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, Yehovah will receive me. Hallelujah. Teach me your ways. O Yehovah, lead me in straight paths. Father, we come to be taught by you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, who is our teacher and our counselor. Lead me in straight paths because of my oppressors. Do not turn 
me over to the desires of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. This is how you identify who the true body of Messiah is. It's people who are speaking truth, ministering truth. And if we are bringing forth false witness, you've got to repent. And many of us, you know, we fall into those traps time and time again. We fall into those traps of saying the wrong things. And we, we have to be challenged within our life on what we have said against others. And, and Father, forgive us when we are speaking force fa- uh, speaking falsehoods against the brethren. Help us to speak forth your life and your truth. Hallelujah. Verse 13, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of Yehovah in the land of the living. Wait for Yehovah. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. There's something powerful about waiting in his presence that we want to come to that place to wait before him. Hallelujah. We have confidence in you. We thank you, Father, for continued victory. We rejoice in waiting before you. We rejoice in you. I hope your heart is glad today in him. No matter what you face. You know, we don't, we're not here to have a pity party over what's going on around us. We're here to bring forth the solution of what the Holy Spirit is revealing in our hearts. Hallelujah. May the light of your salvation be seen for such a time as this. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We ask you to bring us to the place of what it truly means to experience your presence. We wait for you. And that's what we've been doing. We've been waiting before the Father about what the Father wants us to do with this center. Now we have the clear word and we know that he is confirming his word. He is saying, this is the way I want you to walk. Now walk in it. Now I'm coming to the body of Messiah and I'm saying, stand with us. Stand with us. Because we are not going to get government support. We are not going to get help to do this. There is a lot that we have to provide for as we take on this challenge to minister to those in abusive situations. Because it's not just about them coming and being fed and having shelter. It's what what's the next stage? How do we minister? How do we disciple? How do we help get them to the place where they can grow in their life and deal with the difficulties that they're facing and deal with abusers and be protected? And what's the steps they have to take? How do we minister to them spiritually? How do we meet their needs physically it's a big responsibility but it's exciting what the father is saying what a blessing it is that we are at they will not be distressed when times are hard when famine comes they will have plenty psalm 37 yes hallelujah we thank you father adonai is a shield about those who seek god that's right he is our shield King David might disagree with that. I don't know what King David... Well, oh, Psalm 138, verse 7. All right. Thank you, Father. So, Father, we just come together. We lift up your name. We ask for your help at this time. Teach us your ways and lead us into the straight paths because we know the enemy is all around. And, Father, we are confident in you that we, we rejoice 
we proclaim your name. <laughs> you and I, we've been born for such a time as this. What an incredible day to be alive. You might be in lockdown thinking, man, this is depressing. Let me tell you something. This is the time to know him more. This is the time when we can just bust in to the scriptures. And, you know, I look, I, I, I get so exhausted uh, through intercession is not easy. Let me tell you something. As we are interceding and pressing in, it gets it gets really quite tiring, even though we come alive and we have those moments and, and then we come off that time of intercession. It's like, boom, you know, we just got to sleep. We've got to rest. And then he strengthens us and we get back up and we press into intercession again. Next week, I'm getting ready to move into fasting, a time of fasting to really press in. And I encourage you, have a lifestyle that includes fasting. It's not just something you do because, you know, Day of Atonement's coming up. No, it's a lifestyle. Why? To be fine-tuned in the Spirit, you know? And I'm sharing this with you. It says in the, in the Scripture, don't tell people you're fasting. Wash your face, get up, and, and get on with it. But why, why am I sharing with you about fasting? Because, you know, I want to teach you how to walk in these ways. I want to teach you how to receive the blessings of the Father and the, the benefits that we take from the place of fasting. So we're not fasting to try and, uh, you know, arm wrestle God into doing things for us. That's not why we fast. We fast so we walk in clarity, so we can clearly hear, so we can deny our flesh, like we have done with unleavened bread. Can't wait to get the challah tonight, you know? We've not had bread all week. You know, some of you don't eat bread anyway, but I tell you, bread in the land of Israel is something else. It is amazing. Where are we at here? Man, I tell you, the word is so full of incredible promises for us to stand on. So come on, take time. Start writing down those promises. Add it to the chat. Let's be an encouragement to others. Let's just get to that place that we are pressing in in the Spirit. Hallelujah. I want to read just a couple of verses in closing from Psalm 40. Shabbat Shalom if you're just joining us. We are just lifting up the name of Yeshua as we spend time in devotion together in the presence of Yahovah. We have got um, Cassandra just joined us on YouTube. Hey, welcome. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 40. Uh, I don't know who it was that wrote to me the other day. They, they, they sent me a message. They said, I'm trying to work out what book of the Bible you were reading. And you said something about Sam, S-A-M. And I'm like, you know, okay, I'm Scottish. P-S-A-L-M, Sam. That's how we say it in Scotland. An American, Psalm. Anyway, the book of Psalms, 40. I want... I waited, not I want. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned and heard my cry. Hallelujah. We talked about waiting patiently in chapter 27 of the book of Psalms. The closing, the closing verses, the importance of waiting. I, I love waiting. We're in lockdown. What are you doing? I am waiting before the Father. This is how we want to live. Hallelujah. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned and heard my cry. Verse 2. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a 
hymn of praise to Elohim. Many will see and fear and put their trust in Yahovah. Hallelujah. And this is the word I'm standing on over our ministry center as we move into this new chapter. Hallelujah. He put a new song in my mouth. Why? He lifted me out of the slimy pit. Father, we prophesy right now. Will you lift those in domestic abuse out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire? Father, will you call them to this center? Will you call them to the place of safety? Father, will you set their feet upon the rock of Yeshua and give them a firm place to stand? And Father, put a new song in their mouth, a hymn of praise to Elohim, so that many will see in fear and put their trust in Yahovah. I'm just going to stop there, man. I could go on for hours and hours. But man, I'm, I'm just in that place of rejoicing. I know my family is probably, we're getting close to... Uh, uh, our Shabbat meal, you know, we don't just do it, at, uh, you know, as soon as the sun goes down. Uh, we're, we're just going to get close to having the meal now. It's 10 o'clock at night. We haven't even had our Shabbat meal yet. 10 o'clock. Can you believe it? I tell you, our house operates a little different around here. But anyway, we rejoice in the Sabbath because we want to eat of the word. We're partaking in his word. We're partaking in his, premise, in his presence. He put a new song in my mouth. Hallelujah. I'm so on fire. Why? Because Yeshua has supernaturally changed my life. Is that your testimony today? Are you rejoicing? Are you rejoicing? Yeah, I've got um, uh, Marcella. She says he's put a new song in her mouth. Hallelujah. Uh, we've got uh, Minnie has joined us as well. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us there on Facebook. So I want to encourage you, share tonight's message. Share yesterday's message that we shared on the importance of unbelief in the voice of God. Man, I tell you, it's such an important word. Very important. All of these words that we're sharing each day, we're just coming together. Half the time, I have no idea where we're heading I, because I'm in the Scriptures meditating in the Word in the day and pressing in and just just loving on Yehovah. And I just take some keynotes on things that He's saying to me. Then we just come together in the broadcast and we just let it go in Messiah. Hallelujah. We let it go and just let the Holy Spirit minister to us and bring forth His life. John chapter 7, verse 38. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from the innermost being will flow what? Rivers of living water. Let the living water flow through our lives. Rivers of living water. Do we believe in Yeshua? Can I get a hallelujah? Can we get praise Yehovah? Can we get a little Pentecostal together on this broadcast, on this devotion tonight? Hallelujah. Can I, can I share some challah bread? Yes, you can. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. Yes, we are exalting your name. Thanks for joining with me. Listen, I'm, I'm going to post a link here right now. Let me just find it. Hold on. Let me get this link. Uh, where are we at? I'm going to post this link. You know, look, I, I'm just asking you, stand with us. I know many of you watching 
uh, and gathering with us. You support the ministry. Uh, you know, you're, you're already part of the ministry, and that's great. But I want to ask you, share with others what we are doing, because at this time, we need to see just a, a mighty outpouring of the spirit of supernatural provision. And just like they're throwing up hospitals in cities trying to deal with the coronavirus, I'm just calling out saying the army of Yehovah is, is moving and we're going to get things prepared and start ministering to those that are facing abuse within their homes that are locked into very dangerous places and we're going to stand in the gap so i want you to share that page if you go on facebook um, go to the bulldozer faith page um, because my page is pretty much loaded i can't really accept any more friends in there but make sure that you get your alerts switched on you like the page so that you hear every time we go on, you get a notification coming through to your cell phone. If you're watching on YouTube, I just want to encourage you on YouTube uh, to like the page and make sure that you select. Uh, there's a little place where you can select. Down the bottom right, you'll see down the bottom right. Is that the right or is that the left? I'm not sure. Back to front here. But uh, just subscribe to the page and make sure you, you select to get the alerts when we go live. We don't set a time for when we go live. Why? Because you're tuned in to Bulldoze of Faith and we are living life in the Spirit. We want to be on time and in place and go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. So we might be early, we might be later. You know, it might be the middle of the night we come live. But you know what? We're committed to come live every day. But we're going to do it in his timing so we capture what the Holy Spirit is saying. Uh, we're having scones, biscuits, not cookies, not cookie biscuits. All right, scone biscuits. Yeah, I like scones. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. You know, I love it that we can fellowship uh, Sunday. Guess what we're going to do on Sunday? We're going to have questions and answers on Sunday. I think we're going to come on at 9 o'clock Israel time. Nine o'clock on Sunday. Don't know what time that's going to be. But if you've got questions and things that you want uh, to talk about, uh, we'll come on. We'll, we'll share a little bit of the word to be edified and built up. And we're going to have some questions and answers. If you want to throw some questions, uh, you know, look, uh, let, let's keep the questions in line so that we're talking about edifying. I don't want to get into a whole big bunch of deep theology. If there's some key things you need to know, let's talk about it. Let's deal with it. But, um, you know, I don't want us going off down some rabbit trail wasting our time. I want us to be discussing things about how we apply the scriptures to our life, how we walk in Yeshua, how we walk in his ways. So that's what we're going to do. So anyway, thanks for joining with me. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, PM, Esther. <laughs> yeah, PM, Israel time, nine o'clock. So over there in Australia, you'll have to work it out. Um, how many hours are you ahead, Esther? Just tell me how many hours you're ahead. Time in Israel right now is 17 minutes past 10 in the evening. Let me know how many hours you are ahead. UK time, 7 o'clock on Sunday. That's right. Uh, we will be live tomorrow. Hallelujah. Uh, we might get on a little earlier and just have an awesome time in his presence. I hope you enjoy fellowshipping 
online. If you can't get out your house to fellowship, join with us and uh, we'll have an awesome time. So like I said, let's stand in the gap. Father, we let, let's just pray over this center one last time just before we end. Father, we come together corporately right now and we ask you to use this facility we have in Casaria to minister to the brokenhearted, that you will bring people out of abuse. We come against the assignments of the enemy, all of the things that the enemy wants to do to attack this project. We break it right now. We break lack and we just loose an open heaven over this uh, this vision, Father. We release an open heaven. We ask, Father, for the rivers of living water to flow. We speak provision, supernatural provision. Father, that you will bring in the resources so that we can bless the, the people that help us. We ask for the team that you have already prepared them, that you have the, the Hebrew and Russian speakers that are passionate to minister, that are filled with the Holy Spirit, on fire with you, Father, that you'll bring those people that live in the land, that they're Israelis, Father. We, we can't bring volunteers in from the nations. We need local people to work with us. And we pray for unity in the Mercianic community, that we can be effective together for forwarding your kingdom, for bringing deliverance to the brokenhearted. So, Father, we lift these things up to you, and we just proclaim in this Shabbat as we sit back and rest, we just ask for the fruit of the Spirit to manifest, the resources to manifest. And, Father, maybe we can even get this launched in less than seven days. We are ready to go. We just need the resources so we can get the food supplies in, so that we can get the volunteers in. Father, we just say, move, come Holy Spirit, move right now, come Holy Spirit, and just manifest in Casaria and bring transformation and deliverance and salvation. Father, I pray for every person watching <coughs> from around the world and the different nations that are tuning in right now. I ask you, Father, to bless every household represented on this broadcast. If you're watching right now, it's not live. We speak blessing over your home, protection over your home. May the Lord God Almighty be your stronghold. We release the promises of God over your lives today, and may you walk into the Sabbath rest filled with peace in your heart, that you will enter into the rest of Yehovah. We thank you for sending your son, Father. We thank you for Yeshua and what he has done in our life and that your testimony will rise up within us, that everything we are and everything that we do will be about your kingdom. We love you, Father. We worship you. Thanks for watching and uh, be blessed. Take a picture on your cell phones of the image that we have so that we can proclaim the word and stay in prayer. I thank you for everyone that's standing with us. I'm just going to put that slide on right now as we exit and uh, we will see you all tomorrow. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>